On today's episode, we are taking a closer look at some updates impacting the AI server market to help us understand a little bit of what's happening and maybe some companies that can benefit from this update is Billy. Good afternoon, Billy. How's it going? Good afternoon, Jose. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty Thanks. excited. Obviously, if we're talking about AI, then it, it, it gets me excited um, nonetheless. Uh, so, Billy, what's happening here with the overall industry at the moment? Yeah, again, it's uh, tough growth everywhere in the tech market except for AI and probably silicon carbide for EVs. But uh, just wanted to highlight the sheer amount of growth we're going to see in the AI server market. We got another data point from a CEO of a very large company recently that was pretty bullish on AI server demand. That's uh, Foxconn. Um, had their earnings report on August uh, 14th, I believe. Uh, for those who don't know, Foxconn, really they're a contract manufacturer um, for a lot of different things, uh, a lot of electronics. Um, so, you know, you, you know them best as the, um, uh, I think they're the assembler for the iPhone. Um, they also make EV battery systems, and they make um, AI server modules. Now, they're what's known as an ODM. So they um, tend to be, make like the white box uh, servers or parts of servers that are then kind of a, a, so, you know, sometimes a large cloud company will sort of produce its own server or just get commodity parts from an ODM and Foxconn is that, that's opposed to the branded server companies, which tend to be higher end and more customized, which is like your Dells and HPEs. Um, but uh, Foxconn has very big market share in certain parts for say front end GPU modules in servers um, for the ODM market, the white box market. And uh, anyway, CEO again reiterated something we, I think we heard from Lisa Sue earlier in the year that uh, Foxconn uh, expects the AI server market to grow at a 50% annual growth rate from 30 billion this year to 150 billion by 2027. So 5x growth in five years. So that's pretty good uh, <laughs> uh, as, as, as one would say. Uh, now server makers are bound to benefit from this, I would think, even if the um, um, the traditional server, even if uh, G AI servers take market share from regular servers, um, AI servers are much more expensive. And because uh, there's more engineering that goes into them, actually the CEO of Foxconn also said that they will probably, they're higher margin right now, they will probably stay higher margin than a regular server. So that's good news for the server companies, I would say. Uh, very good news for the AI chip companies, um, NVIDIA right now, maybe AMD when the MI300 comes to market, we'll have to see. And then maybe Intel, if Intel ever gets its act together, but definitely NVIDIA and the server manufacturers. Um, so yeah, here's the quote, our market share in the segment may not be large, but we are seeing rapid growth. 
for the first half of 23, segments saw 200% growth. Second half of 23 will outperform the market's growth rate based on data brands, the generative AI market, including training and inference servers will be 30 billion. This year, reach 150 billion in 2027. Uh, cloud service provider customers are the major demand of AI servers, obviously, with a small portion coming from brand customers. So I think Foxconn not, not only sells to the cloud service providers, but they actually sell to other parts to other servers providers who put that into their servers. So who's going to benefit from this? Um, well, just about every server company is probably going to benefit it if they have a mix to higher margin and higher priced AI servers. Um, the higher end OEMs uh, are the US ones are Dell and HP, uh, HPE. Uh, they both traded pretty low multiples. Um, and we'll probably see some benefit. I think Dell recently got an upgrade based on the potential of AI servers sort of boosting its profits. Uh, Dell also sells PCs. Um, HPE is sort of a pure play. Uh, they spun off their PC division to HPQ uh, when those companies split. Um, other OEMs are China's Inspur. Um, they have a large market share in China. You can determine whether you want to uh, invest in China and Fujitsu in Japan has some servers. Again, they sell PCs also and other electronics. So it's not a pure play. Then you have the ODMs that I mentioned before. They're sort of the white box, low cost contract manufacturers that either sell directly to the cloud companies that make servers themselves or other OEMs. That's Foxconn, YWIN and Quanta Computer. And then you have Super Microcomputer, which is my favorite. They sort of started as an ODM selling parts, but then they became an OEM in themselves. And again, Super Micro has their building block uh, architecture where they can sort of mass customize a server very quickly and they sell complete rack solutions. They also uh, currently are known as the most energy efficient um, or among the most energy efficient servers on the market. Uh, now Foxconn did say they are also looking at going for building blocks and you know liquid cooling solutions to lower energy temps temperatures as well. So Supermicro could see um, some competition from the ODMs. Um, Supermicro definitely has a lead though, I would say in the building block mass customization, which is very good for AI and energy efficiency. That's why you're seeing market share gains and higher growth than the other companies as of now. Um, if you go to the next slide, I wanted to sort of double check. Discover the world of semiconductors without getting lost in the technical jargon. My new membership offers a perfect balance for investors looking to understand this exciting market. Using my electrical engineering knowledge and experience, I will release weekly exclusive videos ranging from quick five-minute 101s to in-depth analysis, covering not just popular chip stocks, but aiming to explore every public semiconductor. Plus, join the private community of like-minded investors. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. That assertion. So I kind of poked around a bit 
and to get some alternative stats on AI servers to see if it's really going to grow that much. So I found um, an article from Anantech um, quoting IDC. So the total super server market was 123 billion last year. And AI servers are set to reach 150 billion by 2027. Um, and so is that going to essentially double the size of the server market in that time? Or is it going to take share away from traditional servers? It's probably going to take share away from traditional servers. Um, how much sort of remains to be seen. Um, this year, traditional servers are going to go down um, for the first time in, a, I think, since the great financial crisis. And total server shipments are going to be down. Uh, this firm called Omdia um, did a, uh, had an article uh, a little while ago, they're forecasting a 12% decline in server shipments. But again, a portion of those server shipments are much, much more expensive than a traditional server. An AI server, according to that article, could cost 50 times what a traditional server might cost. Wow. Well, yeah. So we'll have to see where, yeah. So we all know interest rates are high, inflation, people are worried about recession. So the spending on servers might be. I don't know, perhaps a mild decline, maybe a mild increase. Um, it's hard to tell depending on the, really depends on the pricing and availability, I would say of AI servers, because as we know, uh, there's actually a shortage of NVIDIA GPUs and advanced packaging capacity. So there's a bunch of different moving parts here. Um, uh, however, uh, according to an Omidia survey in February 23, a majority of companies were seeing positive ROIs from investments in AI. <clears throat> and that was really, that's February 23. That's really before, you know, the latest NVIDIA chips hit the market um, before a lot of these investments happened. So could be even higher now. And that means you could probably expect these AI investments to continue. Um, but it is cannibalizing other servers uh, this year. Now, eventually, uh, oh, one other point that stood out, average useful life of a server is now roughly 6.2 years up from 4.1 a decade ago. And we've seen that with some of the leading cloud providers um, extend the useful life of their servers, the depreciation. So for instance, you saw Google Cloud flip from losses to profits, but a lot of that was that they extended the life of the servers that they're using. So lower depreciation, um, which means uh, higher operating income. So that again is a headwind for traditional servers, I would say, if the refresh cycle is now longer. However, again, if you're well positioned in AI, it should be boom times but it's gonna be like a very bifurcated server market. So you might not see booming growth from companies that sell mostly general servers and then have a small amount of AI revenue. Um, but so we'll have to see what happens with Dell and say HP. Um, AI, I think their traditional AI server market was pretty small portion of their overall revenue in last quarter, but we'll have to see.
you know, there's a big jump supposedly in this quarter as more NVIDIA GPUs became available. So we'll have to see how they do in the, uh, uh, the recently finished quarter, which I don't think HP and Dell have reported yet. Supermicro saw really good growth, um, but they have, they said 50% of their revenues came from AI last quarter. So they're in a much better position because they're most more exposed to AI at this moment. Um, but again, it's very, we're very early. You can be sure that the ODMs are going to launch, be more competitive or try to get more competitive in AI. And uh, we'll have to see how this all shakes out. Finally, on the uh, right side, uh, Trendforce, this was from a little while, maybe, yes, yeah, is from May. They expect AI server shipments to grow 40% almost this year. But remember, AI servers cost a lot more than regular servers. So AI server revenue will grow a lot more than that. And then they still expect shipments to grow 27%, 26%, and then 25% the next three years. That's still really good growth if the pricing stays that high. So again, uh, you want companies smack dab in the middle of the AI trend. Unfortunately, a lot of them have already run up in stock share prices, um, but we're seeing a pullback. So if there's a pullback, maybe if some there's a problem with NVIDIA's upcoming earnings, these stocks will pull back. And I think they're buys if they do, because um, we're right at the beginning of this and it looks like there's gonna be massive growth in the market ahead. And I will turn it over to you, Jose. Um Definitely, Bill. I mean, I think it's crazy how an AI server can cost 50 times uh, a traditional server. Um, I, I think the biggest impact there is because most traditional servers are usually just CPU based. Um, and I think, uh, let's say like a AMD Epic server CPU is probably in like the $10,000 range. Um, now, when you think about an AI server, you're, you're, you're keeping that AMD Epic CPU or that kind of um, Intel Sapphire CPU. And then you're usually adding between four to eight GPUs per just, per just um, kind of uh, are you? I forget what what the rack unit. Yep, are you uh, per rack unit? H, um, and I think each server or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think each server has numeral numeral rack units, and um, that H one hundred selling for roughly twenty 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 five thousand per. So if you're adding four to eight times, that's an extra twenty per GPU. So it could be an extra eighty thousand dollars more expensive just adding um, the GPU component. Then kind of adding that GPU component, you'll probably need to do a more expensive motherboard. You need to do probably more cooling. On the other hand, you need to do more power. On the other hand, you need to do more memory as well so that all those kind of add up and i do believe that's probably where the kind of increased cost really comes from uh so but like you mentioned billy one thing i didn't think about was you mentioned that shipment is growing it's definitely growing a nice amount but those shipments in forms of revenue i don't think it's going to correlate just because the amount of revenue you get per shipments is going to increase a nice amount more so i didn't think about it that way and i definitely do appreciate that insight um, any other thoughts, Billy, before we close out this topic? No. Yeah. And you summed it up really well. It's, um, it's the NVIDIA GPUs pretty much. Now there's also, I think, 8X the amount of DRAM in a 
AI server versus a regular server and maybe twice the amount of NAND. So that is also adding costs. And as you say that, you know, the, the networking and the power and the heat dissipation all adds to the cost. The main driver is the, those eight, those NVIDIA GPUs though, um, as you say. But again, if you're a server manufacturer and you have cost plus a certain margin, you, that, that will filter down to you somewhat. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Now it'll be interesting to see how these server manufacturers try to differentiate from each other. Um, you have sort of the high end, which is traditionally is Dell um, or EMC Dell and HPE. They traditionally are the high end, they're in a lot of supercomputers. Then you have Supermicro with its sort of novel building block, low costs, highly customized, sort of in between an OEM and an ODM. And then you have the ODMs like Foxconn that are, you know, can they sort of build a system that can be sold directly to the large cloud providers at low cost? Um, now the, the thing that does make me somewhat optimistic is that the Foxconn CEO said there is more engineering that goes into constructing an AI server. So um, if these companies can develop, you know, that could be like a point of differentiation and might lead to slightly higher margins, which is why, um, you know, these might be cheap ways to play the AI market because their stocks are still, they've gone up, but they haven't gone up nearly as much as uh, some of the other tech plays in this market. So it might be worth looking at. Definitely, Billy. Thank you. I, and I think this is a great way to end this segment.